Uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The Masters going on. We'll keep you updated uh, how everybody's doing there. But, uh, boy, I tell you, so excited to have Robert Brazil on with us, the great Oilers linebacker, and uh, about to go in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Robert, uh, it's great. It's wonderful to have you on. I mean, I'm I was kind of looking around on the internet. How many Hall of Fames are you a part of now? I mean, this is. <laughs> I, I mean, but you know, this means so much to me. Uh, uh, I know I got number, numerous of Hall of Fames, but to be recognized in the the state that I only played, I was only played for one professional team. It was the Houston Oilers. So all of my fans, you know, this is this is something for them. This is for me. This is their thanks to me saying. Wow, Rob, we're going to recognize you in Texas finally. But I'm so happy and excited about this. I can't wait to get there on the 15th. Yeah, well, Saturday the 15th, that you can still get tickets, tshof.org. And people are very excited about the event. And, uh, Robert, I mean, it's just unbelievable to think back on your career. First of all, when you found out about this, what was the uh, – what was that like? I mean, again, you got the call, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're in the Mississippi Hall Sports Hall of Fame. I think maybe, my gosh, Alabama. I mean, you could just go state by state. But but yeah. this is a really fun one connected to your time with the Oilers. Um, what was that like, you know, finding out about this one, and, and, uh, and, and what, what did it kind of mean to you? Well, first of all, you know, to be recognized with some of my old teammates and all the the un, un, uncountable athletes and and coaches that played and worked out in, in Texas, man. You know, I'm in, a, in the Hall of Fame now with finally Bud home. I mean, Bud, Bud Adams, the owner of the Houston Oilers. You know, we've been trying to get him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I finally made one in Texas that he's in, so I feel so honored to be recognized in such – a group of people that it's always been that for me, and I want to be that for them. Well, and I bet your Oilers teammates are excited for you. I mean, those were fun years. You get in 1975, and I was reading when you found out you were uh, you were going to be, you know, the NFL draft. Boy, you were early in that draft. Did I did I read it right? Did you go get on a motorcycle and and kind of? Get, kind of get out of there for a little while. I mean, several people on your Jackson State team, Robert, ended up, uh, uh, you know, getting drafted. I mean, that that's pretty remarkable that, that that happened. Well, some good things happened for me and Walter Payton. You know, I like to give Walter his credit because of all the talent that he brought and the scout that he brought to Jackson State to give us a shot to, and a, a chance to show off our talent. You know, Walter and I knew that we was going to be drafted. We didn't know when and how the number. But after we got drafted, it was other people on that team, and we just didn't want to hog the press about two number ones being drafted from Jackson State. So we we, we said we're going to hide. We went and put motorbike, motorcycle helmets on and rode around the city dodging the press so we didn't want to make a big scene until we found out the other guys on that team 
had got their phone call, they got something that they had been drafted or some recognition from the NFL. So it was it was a a, a psychic game that we played with each other to try to make everybody feel good. <laughs> Did you ever get a clean hit on uh, Walter in practice? I mean, I'm sure then y'all encountered each other. You know, in the uh, in the NFL, I mean, did you ever get a? Uh, he was obviously he was he was he was so quick, and boy, sweetness. I mean, what an unbelievable, uh, the greatest of all time. I mean, depending on who you're well, talking about. But did yeah. you ever get a good clean lick on him? Well, I tell I tell everybody this: that first of all, I had the privilege of sleeping with two of the best running backs in the world. I thought it was Walter Payton in college and Earl Campbell on the road with the Houston Oilers. Now, let me say, I had to tell we was in different beds. I want y'all to get this wrong if y'all listen to me. We all had separate beds that we slept in, but I had something that everybody would love to have done. But when I practiced every day against Walter, it was bloodthirst for us every day. It was days that we went on, out on the, come off the practice field. We wouldn't even speak to each other. And it showed all of in the pros. Walter came to uh, the Astrodome. He was shooting for the record, for the breaking uh, OJ's record. And we gave him 38 yards. And Walter wouldn't even speak to me after the game. (laughs) 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 My wife at that time literally took me by the hand and took me up on the Chicago bus and said, y'all, y'all cut this out. Y'all know y'all love. He just got the best of you this time, Walter. You're getting the next next time y'all play. But it was literally that's how how hard we played against each other. <laughs> oh, I love that. Your wife kind of intervened there and and made yeah, sure. Hey, you guys are, yeah. Who buddies? We y'all would have been through the ranks. <laughs> I just got the best that day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, talking to Robert Brazil going in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, it is uh, it's really a great thing. Now, you were uh, a forerunner. I mean, you were one of the first big t- – I mean, 6'4". They weren't built like you back in the day. I mean, now you you see people, outside linebackers at your size, but it was kind of you and not many others that were like you at well, the you, time. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably count the two. You, you got uh, the guy that played out in Oakland, the stalk uh, – uh, George Westwood had played in uh, mm-hmm. in Houston, but uh, I was one of the first to do what I'd done. You know, then you got to talk about the late, you know, I mean, the, the the guy that took all our games. I say Lawrence Taylor took every bit of the outside linebacker and said, "Well, I'm gonna show all y'all how to play this position." <laughs> <laughs> but you, he didn't, he didn't have to drop back in coverage as much as you were asked to do. Uh, in that 3-4, I mean, you covered tight ends, running backs. Uh, I mean, you had some great matchups, and you ended up with, I don't have it in front of me, uh, quite a few. I mean, well, at least 13, I think I saw, all kinds yeah, of interceptions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was, that's the only difference in our game. I was more of a uh, versatile linebacker. I used to tell people, and I still, I still tell kids today, if someone asks you what position you play, you say you play football. I could be taught to do anything I want to be taught on the football field, on the defense or offensive side of the ball. So my position, I learned how to cover running backs and tight ends. and wide. I remember covering Nat Moore in Astrodome, 
He got one or two of them, but I end up closing the show with beat him in the Astrodome because of my ability to cover a wide receiver, a running back coming out the backfield. Did they even test y'all in the 40 back then? I mean, I would think uh, speed-wise, I mean, there's no, you know, some of these guys that are real big now can run somewhere around 4.5 or 4.6. Were they doing something? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 4.4.5? Uh, yeah, but see, you got to understand a four four five would have reached like a uh, a giraffe, so you couldn't. I you, you, I run me, but I could still reach and catch you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think one time when we were playing the Bengals, uh, Isaac Curtis called called a pass like a hook pass and was headed down the sideline, and I ran him down before he uh, up in Cincinnati before he could score, and he's a sprinter. <laughs> you were as fast as you needed to be. You were going to keep them out of the end zone. Uh, yeah. I, I, had a little, I had a gear that I don't think I'd never use until I needed to use it. You keep that gear somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that from the late, great Kenny Burrow. Kenny Burrow said, I can outrun anybody. I didn't think that anybody think they can outrun me. I'm going to show them another gear. <laughs> Golly. Did you see, by the way, that they're bringing back the uh, the double zeros? I mean, so you just mentioned a name that made me think of double zeros, um, yes. and they're they're going to let they're going to let NFL players wear that again. And the last time they did that, I feel like Billy White Shoes Johnson may have uh, Burroughs. I mean, back when they were doing like whatever that was called, some of those dances. I, I what was that? Was that the uh, well, Butch Burroughs. Johnson had yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy did the fucking chicken. Uh, Burroughs <laughs> did. Uh, <laughs> his thing, I don't know what he called his day. The Super Bowl is what he called it, I guess. But I'm so what happy that they're doing that because uh, I think that number is it says something to the person that cares. Everybody can't wear that number. Everybody just yeah. can't wear that number. I mean, you know, I think it's a sacred number that should be cherished because of who wore it and the people before Kenny, like, and whoever's going to wear it after, there should be somebody that well deserving of that number. The, the other dance was the California Quake. Do you remember who Quake? did the California Quake? No, who did that one? That's Butch. That's Butch Johnson Butch, with the Butch, Cowboys. Butch, Butch Johnson with the Cowboys, you know. Oh, yeah, America's team. <laughs> did, did you have a uh, a sack? You know, they didn't start keeping up sacks until a little bit later, and who knows how many you – I think of, unofficially you had around 50. I bet you had even – more than that, yeah. really, if if truth I, be known, and uh, you and Harvey. I mean, think about how many sacks Harvey Martin probably had, oh and they didn't. Oh they didn't really keep it back then. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. You know, you know. I'm so glad they started recognizing that because uh, it made a lot of people that should was deserving to go to the Pro Bowl they, they, that didn't get a chance because we was not keeping sacks back then. Because my other outside linebacker, Teddy Washington, I actually called him Sack Daddy. Because he, you know, he really gave me a lot, had put a lot in my game to show me how to rush the sack. I mean, the quarterback. He, he was unbelievable. The strong side linebacker for the uh, Houston Oilers, Teddy Washington. <laughs> oh, man. Talking to Robert Brazil on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Well, Dr. Doom became the nickname. And, um, uh, and I've I've seen you joke in the in the past that hey you don't 
you don't really go by that anymore. <laughs> was how where tell us remind me where that uh, where that came from because boy the the nicknames were better back then. You know, in the seventies and early eighties, they were great in the microwave in the NBA. Vinnie Johnson comes to mind. They had some tremendous nicknames. Uh, Larry Legend. Where where did Doctor Doom come from? Okay, so I come out of Jackson State. I get invited along with Walter and John Tate from Jackson State to play in the college all-star game. Remember the old college all-star game that was yes. played up in Chicago? So we go there. We got McWay from uh, the coach, the head coach from SC, had a middle linebacker named Richard Wood. His nickname was Batman. There's two other guys that had nicknames also, but it wasn't as, as definite as Batman. So we having breakfast that morning prior to the game. Our Cosell is sitting at the end of the table, and Richard looks in the Chicago Tribune. In the Chicago Tribune, it's a cartoon character named Dr. Doom. So we're sitting there eating. Richard said, hey, Robert, I found this out. And so I said, Richard, I'm Robert. Lorenzo Brazil Jr. I want to make that name good. He said, no, you got to have a nickname, man. You got to have a nickname. So by this time, Howard stood up and over into our conversation. He said, Brazil? I said, yes, sir. He said, you take that doom part or that Dr. Doom. You take that doom part and break it down. Let's break it down. Howard was so quick and fast with his tongue. He said, the D- O-O-M, death on offensive men. Ain't that what you do all day long? <laughs> yeah, Howard, I think I tried to do that. <laughs> so from that moment on, it, that moment on, it made sense to me that, that Richard didn't know what he discovered. Howard put it all together, and I was, I was always honored that because those two guys made it famous. Maybe to come up with the name, but I made it famous because of our work on the football field. I got to go read that comic strip or whatever and find that Dr. Doom. And I, when you were selling that story, I was hearing Howard Cosell's voice. I can, I can yeah. hear him. I can hear him saying that to you. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, he had, a way of, he had a way of saying things and doing things. However, back that time, that Monday night football really uh, – announced the Pro Bowl before it was the Pro Bowl team. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that interesting that uh, – was it Gil Brandt who used to go – you know, Rayfield Wright came from one of the, the HBCUs, uh, schools. I guess that was – was that Fort Valley? Uh, Fort, Fort, Fort Valley State. Fort, yeah. Fort Valley State. Right. Yeah. Uh, that and, was and then, uh, I'm going to tell you a story about that also. Um, when I was at Jackson, you know how America's team, the Cowboys, they would mm-hmm. send us letters and everything in the junior and senior year. And uh, But I had a head coach named Bob Hill. Remember Bob Hill? He coached down at the Saints for a lot while. Bob uh-huh. Hill knew the type of athletes that he had. The scouts back then just didn't come out to the practices. They came out to a pro day. We had a pro day at Jackson State. This is where Bob here allowed everybody to come out, film us, tape us, 
review us, interview us, and do everything. So that day that they had that, me and Walter showed out. I mean, honestly, we literally showed out. And other guys like John Tate, Ricky Young, uh, Leon Great, all these guys, they got a chance to go into the pros also because of that good pro day we had. So I really thought, because I was being hassled by the Cowboys, <laughs> you, know, they, you know, and they had the number one pick that year. You know, they just had drafted too tall that year before that from mm-hmm. uh, from Tennessee. And so when I said, well, they, they had a, but another pick the next year for that. So I said, I may even go in the first round. Walter said, you'll never make the first round. <laughs> first pick <laughs> in the nation. So they took all this information. They put, took all this information back to Dallas. And Gil Bryant said, this kid can't be that fast. He can't be that smart. So they come back up to Jackson a week later. And Bob Hill didn't tell me this afterwards, that they wanted me to redo the football. Bob Hill said, I can't do that because if I do that, I'm not aligned to other teams in the in the league that had the fast chance to do what y'all want to do. So I never did get that opportunity to redo what they, they had carried back to Dallas, which would have made me a number one pick in the whole nation. And I've been playing with a great group of guys, but I end up playing with the best group of guys I thought I could ever play with in the pro. But the Houston all that love you group crowd was unbelievable, guys. I I I, I cherish that every day because I think I was drafted to the team that I need to be. But I never would know how that came out because it didn't happen. But that's what I heard that it happened. Who seventy five for the Cowboys? Would that have been like the Manster or something? Randy White? He would have been around yeah, there yeah. somewhere. But see, they drafted Randy White as a linebacker. Remember wow. when Randy From White Maryland. was drafted? He was drafted as a middle linebacker. Oh my so goodness! That was the number one pick as a for the linebacker to be drafted that year. <laughs> we ain't gonna think yeah. about what could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, all you did is go have a pro football. You had a Hall of Fame career, and uh, that was you, love you, Blue. What a great time. You and Earl. I mean, there were some great personalities. Not just – I mean, you and that, that defense. I mean, that was a special group. And then, of course, with Bum, I mean, you had the coach that just fit. I mean, he's from uh, Port Natchez or Port Arthur, you know, that – that uh, Arthur, yeah, for Port Arthur, and uh, uh, it, and he just with a cowboy hat and everything was was he was that really what he was like in practice and everything? Could he was he one of those guys that kind of portrayed himself as real country, but he was a brilliant like mind when it came to all the X's and O's. Bomb was O A Bomb Phillip. What you saw is what you got. He was so you know. I try to. When I when I think of him, I think of people like my dad, my uncles, everybody that tried to do something positive for me all the time. I can go to Bone when I can go to my dad or I can go to somebody, but I needed a true answer. So I think we're going to tell you the truth every time. You know, and I appreciate it, and I've always really loved the idea that I had the opportunity to play for one, I'm looking at his picture right now across the wall from me. It's looking like he's sitting here saying, Rob, and I told you you was going to be all right. <laughs> 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 well, 
he he would be so excited, and you know if he were still around, he would be he would be leading the parade. He would probably even if you didn't ask him to to present you, he would probably show up and try to do well, it. He was, so he was, he was going to present me that that in, in, at the Hall of Fame, but wow. I gave just to my dad. But this, he, my dad knew that I wanted Bond to do it, but Bond wasn't there. But my dad needed to do what he had to do. He had just come out of the. Uh, some, some some illness that he needs to get over, and that the Hall of Fame has made him a new person. They, my dad is ninety and still driving and running a uh, running a tight ship still today. I mean, and awesome. Tight ship. Yeah, your dad. Well, that that is great. And uh, so, how does that work on uh, Saturday night, the fifteenth? This will somebody present you at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? No, no, I think they're just going to introduce me to the crowd and have me come up and say a thank you note. <laughs> no, no, it's, not, it's nothing like the Hall of Fame. It's, it's totally yeah. different, I think. I well, platform, it... uh, they give us, uh, I think, four to seven minutes to make a uh, mm-hmm. thank you note because of the eight inductees that's going there. And it's a, you know, it's just kind of long when you get those preachers up there wanting to preach like some of, the class, some of my class members at the Old football Hall of Fame. I saw people walking around in Arden with a, 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 a offering tray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Larry Allen' speech would be about thirty seconds, right? Because I—that's about how much he said to the media when he was with the Cowboys. I covered him, and then he gets yeah. up there, and it's like he's a great speaker. And he was—he—he yeah. he looked. I mean, he was sweating a little bit. But he did fine, and I thought to myself, all those years, he acted like he couldn't talk or, or didn't want to communicate, and then he gets up there at the Hall of Fame, and the guy does a great job. So <laughs> it was it's, it's, uh, <laughs> a, it's a different stage and a different time. But I have yeah. learned over the, hall, over the years, and all, like you say, the different Hall of Fames that I have been in, they're all done a little different. And I try to respect the people that are sitting out there in the audience. I would like to sit there afterwards and meet all these people and talk to them, not preach to them. We go to mm-hmm. church on Sunday, but that Saturday night I want to be out with that and meet with them. You don't get a chance to really sit down with, you know, just think of my class, you know, the people that's in my class. We got a great group of people that's in that class. Jose Cruz, Scott Drew, Agent Peterson, Michael Scrahan, Cynthia. I mean, come, come on, man, that's a, that's a hell of a class. I mean, Come on. Yeah, you can't get it. You don't get no better than some of the names that I called up. That's a ho- that that's a home court advantage for Scott Drew, by the way. I mean, right there yeah, on the Baylor campus, basically, uh, and so there'll be some Baylor people that show up, and uh, uh, yeah, and I bet John McClain shows up to uh, to honor you, the the, the Baylor man himself. I think better, you know, John McClain, you know. I, I got my speech already. I can't let reveal my speech to you, but I got to really thank him. He, he's been in my corner for a long time. He, he recognized me and my family. John was the only man that called me that could make me cry. <laughs> him and, him, him and the, uh, a Dave Baker, when they called me about that pro football Hall of Fame, I cried like a baby. He still kicked me about that. He was trying to get something to get on for the uh, – to say about me for the, uh, about the Hall of Fame, and I couldn't, couldn't do nothing but that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Nine years, almost 30 years, 
waiting on something to happen good to you. I tell you, almost thirty-seven years. I mean, it was, it was hot, it was hot, warm, and validation of every, every part of it. It was well deserved. Yeah, where well, I'm worth waiting for. Uh, you, you, uh, you waited, you know, a long time, and you, you, you deserve to be in there. You remember Drew Pearson also waited a long time. You know, Drew got yeah. kind of feisty with him at one point. Drew was about to say to heck with you, but of course it finally happens, and all of the all of that kind of goes away, doesn't it? And uh, it ends yeah, up no, being a, it, a wonderful it's thing. Like, it's nothing like that, Gold Jacket, but this Texas the Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, I mean, honestly, y'all don't know how proud I am and how happy this makes me and my family to be recognized in a state that I wasn't even born in, but I I spent ten great years in Houston. I gave it all. Yeah. I left everything I did at the Astrodome. Everything I had was still in Astrodome. Well, it's uh, I think back those scouts like C.O. Bricado, who's a Baylor Bear himself, one of the great mm-hmm. Oilers slash Titans scouts and all those guys. Of course, he did it forever. And, and uh, boy, everybody thinks the world of you. All right, so it's the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, it's on the 15th. Uh, that's a Saturday night, and that's T-S-H-O-F dot org and you can go see robert and some other unbelievable folks going jose cruz jr i mean these are houston area legends uh i mean we're talking about robert so i mean you about the time you were doing that you're doing your thing jose cruz jr i guess he was a little after you but he was yeah, uh that that would have been similar time wouldn't it yeah yeah he was doing that time because i'm gonna tell you a, little, a story i was out in the club one night uh, and you had the nice clubs during the 70s. You could go out disco all night if you want to, up to 2 o'clock. So I'm sitting out there, and this lady come by me, and she said, hello. I said, hello, how you doing? She said, what's your name? I said, Robert Brazil. She said, no, you're not Robert Brazil. Robert Brazil's sitting over in the corner. So I said, would you please take me to Robert Brazil? She said, yes. Yeah. She grabbed me by the hand. We walked <laughs> over there. And when we walk up, it's Enid Scobell. <laughs> I said, oh, no, yeah, that, that is Robert Brazil. So from that night on, if I was out in the club, I was in the Scabell, and in the Scabell was Robert Brazil. <laughs> so some people ask me, what's your name? I said, in the Scabell. <laughs> Both Hall of Famers, I might add, and so that yeah, works right. out. Uh, <laughs> it works out pretty yeah. nicely. Yeah, yeah. The Texas fun. Yeah, that is some good Texas fun. All right. Well, listen, uh, we can't wait to see you go in, and uh, it's going to be so much fun. And appreciate you doing this, and I knew it would be great, and it even exceeded my expectations. I mean, it was just so much fun getting to talk to you. So, uh, Robert, I uh, I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, I appreciate it too, man. Look, and I'm going to say this to you. Honestly, if you ever need me to do anything for you, you got my telephone number. The answer was quick. When you text me, I was texting you right back, and I tried to get the first time that you had a vendor, 420. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you, I, people in my own family don't get back to me that quickly. So that was uh... – yeah, we, we learned how to text now. We used to make phone calls <laughs> and write letters. <laughs> that's, a, that's the truth. All right, well, that, that'll be great. We'll see you soon, Robert. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you. All right, thank you, man, and enjoy it.
Oh, you bet. There he goes, uh, Robert Brazil on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN 